0: Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today we have a phenomenal guest. His name is John Katz.
1: John, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, we met on PodMatch. I like to give them a shout out because I've met some phenomenal people, you know, on that system. So it's very, very good to meet you. And John, if you don't mind, will you tell us some things about yourself?
1: Absolutely. So I'm an online coach helping folks in healing their trauma. This is trauma typically experienced as a young person, a child or an adolescent, and it goes untreated and it crops up in a million ways in our day-to-day existence. I only recently, last few years, was able to heal my own. And in doing so, I revolutionized all parts of my life. Um, And now it's my life's mission to help other people do the same. You know, we all go through stuff. The only differentiator is whether or not we're honest about what we went through and honest enough with ourselves in order to take the necessary steps to heal that.
0: That's so good. So I just actually did a reparenting course in Michigan. And you just, people just don't know. There's so many things, like you said, that we go through in our childhood. That we just either think it's normal, everybody has gone through, or we don't realize it is' truly truly trauma, and that we really need to do the work in order to go back and grab that child you know to heal it so that you can become this phenomenal uh, this great adult. So I really I honor the work that you're doing because starting in starting from childhood is necessary because that's where everything starts. That's where the ball starts rolling. It just continues to go down hill and get bigger
1: and bigger and bigger, right? Yeah. And what we learn in childhood that's so important are habits. You know, that's where the particular habits are modeled for us. If the habits are healthy around positivity and, you know, constructive criticism and motivation, inspiration and real children need certain behaviors modeled for them. And if those behaviors are not, they're going to co opt the habits that are modeled for them. So if those habits are negative, well, then you've created a young person that's going to form into an older person, an adult with these negative habits. If you show me yes. someone's habits, I'll tell you their future. It's very clear. So if you have children that are inculcated with negative habits, I can say, well, as an adult, you're going to have these negative habits and your future is going to be this way.
0: Right. That's so true. I mean, even when it could like you are talking about the habits, like even when it comes down to the different words that children hear, you know, you take that and, and words mold you into being certain people. So, you know, I try to, even with the children that are in my space, I try to use very positive words because those negative words can impact them in such a way. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in working on your past.
1: I was just, I got tired of running and I reached a really dark point. You know, my habits had snowballed. You talk about like getting the ball rolling. My habits had snowballed to a point that I was in such a dark place I had been in a number of relationships and being in this relationship in relationships, both allowed me to do certain things that were highly negative in relation to my partners, uh, Mm -hmm. the women I was seeing. And then it also Mm -hmm. tempered my worst impulses because I was with someone. So some of my worst, most negative impulses were, were sort of kept in check. And after my last serious relationship, I was doing the single guy thing and doing, had all the habits that are totally culturally acceptable uh, for single guys in their 30s. And it drove me towards a deep point of negativity. And it just comes down to being honest. All the things that we are told by this system at large, by the structure at large, that are both uh, acceptable and actually encouraged, these are all at base negative things. To not be committed to a person in a romantic sense is an inherently negative thing. To not not be committed to your family to be the best version of yourself. I mean, it's in the Ten Commandments, honor thy father and thy mother. How on earth are you going to honor these people if you are disgusting, overweight person as I was you know what 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 does it mean to honor our people when we are using drugs every week as I was Uh, these are inherently dishonest things that society has made culturally appropriate to not like the way you look not like the Mm -hmm. way you feel not like the way you think not like the way you act but yet you're encouraged to do it so all these dishonest acts put me in a very dishonest state internally and that was a state of negativity of anxiety of body image problems of feeling shame about who I was and what I was doing low earning like I was in a very low position uh, economically. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really see a way out. I felt, okay, well, I'm in these negative states. I'm in this low position. I have no idea what's going on, but it was my habits. Habits of overeating, habits of drinking alcohol quite frequently, of using drugs, of hooking up. These are all habitually constructed things. Nobody implanted them in me. I did them enough times to become a person that does that. And I encourage folks listening to this or watching this to look at my before picture, and you can see very clearly that my physical presentation, my representation of self very clearly represented the habits I had and the actions I was doing. There's no magic formula or crazy system behind this. The person I was and looked like did certain things that befit the man that did and looked like those things. And it drove me to a really dark place. I was actually considering killing myself at one point. um, And that's when I decided to make the change. And I reached out to an online coach who had also come from an extremely dark place. And he trained me in uh, mindset training techniques to reshape the way we think by reshaping the way we act. And after we've reshaped the way we act enough, it reshapes the way we look. And then we're a completely different person. And that's my after picture. And after we've invested enough in ourselves, we're then abundant enough to invest in others. And that's what I'm doing now.
0: I love that. Um, I'm a firm believer that if you want you know, your future to look different. You have to start now, right? So that's like you're saying, you have to do the work in order to change your mindset, in order to change that future you, right? If you get started today, tomorrow, you may not look different, but if you keep those habits going and start doing things the right way, that you that you want to see will show
1: up, right? Thank you. People trip. They think it's something other than simply doing the thing that that guy did in order to get there. We're speaking about that guy that's talking right now. That guy had no muscle, and was clinically obese at almost mm-hmm. 200 pounds. I had never trained anything. I had every excuse in the world how it couldn't happen. I didn't have good good genetics, which is BS. I, this is how selfish I was, Tamla. This is how selfish I was. I blamed my ancestors. I, I now I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was so stupid at the time. I wasn't consciously doing it. But thinking back right, about the way I thought. When I thought I don't have the right genetics for a six pack, I was literally blaming my ancestors, the people that gave me life It was so disrespectful, but it's BS. Look at my after picture. Yeah, Everyone underneath all that, everyone has a nice body underneath all that in their mind, all the negative mm-hmm. thoughts and the way that people talk about themselves. They have a nice mind. They have a nice body underneath mm-hmm. all that karmic debt that I accrued from sleeping around and using people and just being awful. they have a nice spirit everyone has good stuff underneath that awfulness but our habits and our actions and our thoughts and our behaviors just accumulate all this nonsense that I did for you I drank for 20 years that's crazy people so many people trip and think that they can't commit to a different way of living for three months or six months how long have you been drinking How long have you been using yeah. I, yeah I did my first I did my first I had my first mushroom trip at 15 like I, I used psychedelics for 20 years. I drank for 20 years. It takes 12 weeks to completely revolutionize. A new habit is really firmly imprinted in your cortex at about the 90 day mark, which is why mm-hmm. most folks I work with start with about 90 days. But this, this, it's just, it's psychotic. I was so lost that I was, I had trained my mind to believe that change was impossible.
0: Right. But like you said, it's it's all mindset. I love the the, I love that you said karmic debt. Like that is that's a that's a great those two words together. It's fantastic because we all know about karma, right? We all know that you know it's certain things that you put out in the atmosphere. This is what you get back. So that karmic debt, but that debt can also you can flip it and do the, do the needful to make it positive, right?
1: Absolutely, um, and the the way to so, clear. Yeah, please.
0: No, I was just gonna say. So you were at the point of suicide, yes? You
1: said I was. Consi- I was actively considering it. I would be on the subway, heading into work, thinking, "Well, is today the day? Well, is mm-hmm. tomorrow the day? Is today the day? Well, I don't really like where I am, and I had this strange experience with someone over the weekend that made me hate myself, and I don't really like the way I look in the mirror, and I don't really have anything good in my life, which is co- total garbage. That's the appearance right. of selfishness. Yeah. So ungrateful. I had life. I'm a person that looks like this. In New York City, in the contemporary era, there are literally billions of people that would have trade, traded places with me in my before photo. Billions. It's not an exaggeration. Billions of people would have given their their, their self for myself. And that's how ungrateful mm-hmm. I was. That, that ideation that I had is the epitome of ingratitude. Because in considering mm-hmm. removing myself from the world, I completely neglected what, how my removal would impact others. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a mountain of karmic debt to clear. I had an, that's what was weighing on my heart so heavy. I had a crude, this is how it works, guys. You take acts that you regret. Every regretful act that you take adds to your debt. Every non-regretful act you take removes a bit of that debt. And just living a standard normal life, you will eventually return to neutral. So what I had to do was to clear my debt, I had to no longer take acts that were adding to it. And only then did the debt reduce bit by bit by bit.
0: Right. That's good. So you can back it up (laughs) and get to the point where you're, you know, putting this good, good stuff out here. So explain to me, because you talk about um, food rescue. What is that?
1: Absolutely. So my coaching program is Foodways Coaching. My handle is NYC Foodways. And a foodway is a cultural pathway through food. And I think, I don't think, I know that the two driving illnesses in our culture are both related to food. The first and most fundamental is the way we interact with food on a personal level. You know the way we eat, the all-you-can-eat buffet mentality that is American food culture. And the second is the way that the culture, the society at large, wastes food. And so what I've done to counter that is to create this coaching program based on intentional nutrition, where we don't waste our lives, our bodies, and spirit by overeating and just overconsuming and not caring. So all my clients get custom nutrition, and then on the macro level in New York City and actually all on the west coast i have a pilot program in canada i'm launching things in boston and chicago um i'm creating food i have created food rescue networks there's a massive one in new york city that i created we at our peak we're at about 250 people volunteering every week to feed 7000 families and what we be. do is we take food that is edible but unsellable so the bread uh, expires on monday but it has to be pulled from the shelf on friday because c- customers expect at least 3 days of shelf life well what happens on saturday and sunday Okay, so we're going to distribute this so folks can eat it on Saturday and Sunday. And this is one of a billion examples. Just point of Mm -hmm. reference, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, of all people who is not looking to paint the U.S. in a bad light at all, uh, produced a statistic not long ago that over one third of all food produced in this country is thrown out. At the same time, over a million New Yorkers went hungry last year. So Hmm. this is cognitive dissonance. This is the societal illness at large. When you attempt to hold two contradictory thoughts in your head, you go crazy. I'll give you a similar example. I don't like the way I look. I don't care about the way I eat. So these two thoughts or what most people have in their mind, they look at their bodies, like I did, and they're very overweight. And then they think about their life, or they don't think about their life, and they continue to gorge. So that's food waste coaching, then the macro sense, wow, that dude on the street looks extremely hungry, he can't afford anything and is asking me for spare change so he can get breakfast. I look 12 hours later at night, and the bakery up the street has dumped hundreds of muffins. There is something wrong there. So that's a bit about food rescue. I think in rescuing food, we're also rescuing our souls. Like it's a love-based project. Yeah, it's real. And when I was fat and when I was lazy and when I was using everything under the sun, I always wanted to rescue food. But at most I was, I would do small things here and there. Maybe I would cook a meal and distribute in the park. I would rescue food from work when I could. It was everything when I could. As I grew and became a loving person, as I love myself, my capacity Mm -hmm. to love others grew. And- it was through that ability to love myself that I was able to create this massive food rescue project. And it's taken on a life of its own. Like it's, it's out of my hands now in the best way possible. All regard- Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I know Nashville has it every single city in the country has a problem with food at every level. And the, the ways where I look at, and where I think most people should look at every problem is essentially at the most micro, which is the self and the most macro, which is the large group.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I want I want to make sure that they heard you. It's in NYC Foodways. And you're on Instagram, right?
1: Yeah, that's where most of my folks find me. F-O-O-D-W-A-Y-S. I'm putting out content every day. I've got so- custom nutrition stuff in my stories, exercise in my stories. My What I lay out, what changed my life, I give away for free every day. I want everyone to have Mm -hmm. access to it because you can't really put a price on it. Now, if folks want a custom blueprint, what I do for my clients uh, is like nutrition plan uh, based on how and what they can eat. So if someone comes to me and they are, you know, let's say, or let's say they're vegan or vegetarian, their nutrition plan is going to be very different than the omnivore. Likewise, if someone comes to me and they are morbidly obese, their fitness plan is going to be very different than someone who comes to me athletic. There's a dude at the top of my page, Bryce. He came in in good shape, but he wasn't fully ripped and he had never really been completely chopped, as they say. So mm-hmm. the plan that he got was totally different than other clients that I have that get. And it's based on on uh, age as well. Age has a lot to do with it and and the body type. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what folks get. But I, I urge everyone, check me out at NYC Foodways on IG. And check what I put out, there's recipes and all types of good stuff, because until I started caring about what I ate, I did not care about my life. I didn't eat all com- yeah
0: no, I was gonna say I think that's phenomenal. I am one um I have a lot of addiction in my family, right? There's a you know a lot of addicts. I am completely convinced that diet has a lot to do with it. Like there's a way, you know, to even get through your recovery. If you eat the right foods, it makes it, I don't want to say easier because I don't think that, you know, it's an easy thing, but I think it will lighten the load
1: if you eat the right things, because certain foods are just going to be bad for your body, right? Absolutely. And to take one step further, if you are intentional about the way you eat, if you have to bring force to bear on what you eat, all the other stuff disappears. If every day I know that I have to eat this amount of protein, this amount of carbs, this amount of fat, and it needs to be whole vegetables, fruit, and lean protein, how on earth am I going to go to the club and waste all of my time, money, energy, and spirit, and then use the dating app and go out to some garbage restaurant that I don't even like, and then wake up the next morning and have to go to brunch, and then go to church and feel awful about everything Mm -hmm. I've done, just take it back to the food. You have to prepare your meals, you bring Mm -hmm. them to work, you're not wasting money on going out to lunch, you're not wasting your time thinking about what I'm eating. And then what do you know, in two weeks, you've lost a few pounds, in two months, you've lost 10 pounds, in three months, you're a completely different person. And you no longer want that, because that was a hangover, addiction, dry mouth. I mean, every single almost every single leading cause of death in this country comes from food. Smoking is the second but everything else is totally what we put in our body. So, and a, a sick body is a sick mind. I was so ill. I was burning all my money on food and the pleasures of man and drugs and all this stuff. And as soon as I changed the way I eat, go to the club, what? I have to get up early. I'm up at four every morning. Like this is non-negotiable right. for me. Yes. This is non-negotiable. Yeah. Go to the, and do what? And try to hook up with who? Like what? No, I have to go. I'm going to get my food from the farmer's market. And mm-hmm. if I can't afford that because I couldn't when I started because I was broke, I'm going to mm-hmm. go and buy frozen vegetables, which are literally the cheapest, the cheapest thing calorically in the store. Are frozen vegetables? I don't. A ever dollar. Want to any, a dollar cents to a dollar, right? Bro, it's yeah. crazy. And people say I can't afford to eat clean. If you eat frozen vegetables every day of the week, you will do so much better than eating anything else. And people trip on the price. This is absurd. A single lunch out is in New York City is. Minimal twelve. Twelve is a steal. It's gonna be twelve yeah, to twenty-five. Right. Mm-hmm. If you take two of your lunches out, you can feed yourself for the whole week: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I did a breakdown for seventy bucks. I got all the supplies I needed for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for one week. It's mm-hmm. it's ten bucks a day. I mean, it's iconic right. way people think about it. Frozen vegetables. Now, I I enjoy fresh vegetables, but it isn't necessary. Not everybody can afford it. Right. This is, this, Absolutely. This is, yeah, this is wild. What is your pathway through food been? Have you have you kind of been intentional in this space?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. And intent, I love the whole intentional because you have to be intentional in everything that you do in life in order to live and be who you want to be. It has to be intentional. So I've been big on, you know, don't eat, you know, beef and pork, you know, that's just always been a part of me, but you know, now I grow my own vegetables. I just, you know, grab some bell peppers that I'll cook with tomorrow. So, I mean, that's huge, but I'm with you. I don't do canned foods. I only do either fresh or frozen vegetables, right? You know, nothing, I really don't do anything in a can. It's, you know, it's just, that's just me though. But I really, really feel as though our diet, it's, it's the key. I think it's the key to, you know, they say you are what you eat, right? That is, that's big. So if we could just understand that, you know, making sure we have enough water, you know, we're drinking enough water, making sure that we're eating foods that, you know, don't, nine times out of ten, if if you're eating uh, a lot of carbs, of course, it's going to make you slow. It's turn Carbs turn into sugar. And so it's just a lot that if we really think about and do the research of what we're putting in our bodies, then you're going to feel so much better. You can't you know wanna work out but then you're eating all of these foods that are dragging you down
1: you know what right? i love about the you know what i love about the internet is that the internet could place me and you, i want you to look at all of me next to you mm-hmm. and i'm going to look at all of you and say you two are going to connect and i just hear my same energy it isn't even my voice or it's energy and spirit right. dude yeah. i am obsessed with urban farming before i got on this path i farmed like crazy across the country i'm growing herbs i live in an urban hell But I'm growing herbs in the courtyard, which is the closest thing I have to nature. I mean, the the whole thing is absurd. Um, But you're growing your own food. You're spitting facts about not eating canned garbage. This This is energy alignment. This is essentially, I have two times a day where I'm free of my own mind. The first is during and after my workout. The second is when I'm able to connect with people because it is this type of connection that saved my life. I had to find someone who's energy aligned with mine. My coach wanted me to be okay. And so transmitted that energy, John, you are going to be okay if you eat this way, wake up early and train. And then I became okay. And after becoming okay, I'm then able to put out my antenna, chat with people like you. And it's like, yes, we want everyone hearing to be okay. In order to be okay, you have to eat correctly. Now growing Mm -hmm. your own food at this point, you're from another we're from another planet like that's (laughs) almost unconscionable but if folks listening have the ability to do it if you have the ability to grow something from seed or seedling nurture it harvest it and eat it you are doing more than 90 percent of people in the united states and it wasn't that long ago like both sets of my grand or one set of my grandparents lived in the suburbs new york suburbs and they grew and then when they settled in south florida after they retired they had fruit trees and herbs and all that like it wasn't that long Fine. ago that we had to do for, especially in the South, people had to do for self. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're growing. How, that's. So I uh, live in New York city and I love New York city and I'm likely mm-hmm. will, ne- I'm never going to leave. I'm going to die here. And in, <laughs> in my momentary moments of weakness, I fantasize about moving to not New York and growing and throwing mm-hmm. my cell phone in the Hudson river and calling <laughs> it a day. But then I realized, you know, my people need me. And then that lasts like, 20 seconds obviously. right yeah, yeah but just hearing that you that you grow your own food that makes you special and you, you care about your life enough to grow your own food I guarantee it you is. that that costs more for you to grow than you could go buy some garbage from Mexico but it's Absolutely. going to be way more it's going to be way more nutritious and it's love-based I love that Absolutely. I'm so happy you do that
0: yeah thank you thank you so much you know I you know it's just me so I kind of share with my neighbors because tomatoes I like tomatoes they kind of go crazy and you know, but anyway, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but that's just, it you I...
1: just nailed that's another one. what do you do? you have extra? are you selling it on the on the market or are you gi- giving your love to your neighbors? I mean, this is a pre-modern way of living this is I talk about this all the time in my on my content. We have been robbed of the most fundamental aspect of humanity, which is connection. We have mm-hmm. this nonsense two-parent household. most people don't even have that. two people mm-hmm. cannot give a child enough love for themselves. It's why everyone is messed up. It used to be multi-generations plus you had your cousins plus you had a kinship network plus you had intermarriage type thing from like when you went to war with those people oh they're actually not that bad come through and then we're gonna get your bloodline and we're gonna learn about your people and then we're all growing john's a little weird he's into food why don't we let him do the food project tamla is also into food why don't we let her do that and then you know joe is really good with an anvil he should be the blacksmith. you know what i mean it's like yes that was taken from us now we live in these boxes you at least have a something you can grow but dude that that is not off topic at all the the growing uh harvesting and distributing of food to others for free is one of many things that the system has robbed us of and mm-hmm. that with that goes our mental health if we're constantly taking when i was going out every weekend trying to sleep sleeping around and taking from 10 different people my cup was one tenth as full if i had been growing food every weekend and giving the food away and showing love my cup would be overflowing
0: <laughs> that's good stuff i love that Ah. Uh- And I told you that we, this is, this is an inside joke. I know um, the audience, I'll I'll explain, but the connection that we have, that's why my ear went out. I told you, I told you, right? Of course.
1: It's always like that. (laughs) Our creator, our creator would not have brought this moment into fruition without some tests. If I'm not up, if I'm not up at 4am going through my morning process, essentially testing myself, John, are you the man you said you would be every day? Then I don't get anything. If I'm not tested, I get, Nothing. I actually started training a second physical exercise. I picked up uh, Thai boxing about six mm-hmm. weeks ago, just because I'm, I'm making serious moves in my life professionally with coaching and economically and whatnot. And I'm taking more and more risks. And I know if I don't conquer daily tests then I'm I'm going to crash and burn. And this is what folks listening need to understand. Self-inflicted adversity is not the same as externally inflicted adversity. One you are in control of, your diet, your wake-up time, your physical exercise, and one you are not. My house burned down last year. I've had massive loss in every sphere of my life, as you have, as everyone has. And I didn't blink an eye. I didn't bat an eye when it happened because I had this program to stick with. When you self-inflict adversity enough, when the external stuff hits the fan, you don't freak out and start blowing coke and using dating apps again i didn't right. start losing control so you're being tested through this and this is where the connection comes from i mean there's no doubt if everything had been easy and we both slept <clears throat> slept in got up when we felt like it went to brunch there would be no there would be nothing here i wouldn't be able to look at the camera i'd be like oh like this was like my second chin showing and god like i went home with them again and like Oh, I don't make any money and like they're not responding to my application. Dude, my last I worked for a tech company, I'm one of these tech people. It's unfortunate, but I am, mm-hmm. and I'm no shame there. But my last job was working for a multinational tech company. It was totally absurd. And they got bought out by the competition the rival. And when these firms merge, there are redundancies. I was one of them. So they paid me out and let me go, which was fine. I called about a half dozen people and inform them what I was going to do for them. And the sixth one bit. And that's how I got my current job.
0: Oh, wow. That is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. So again, I want to, I want the audience to hear about the intention in that I was, I've just gotten back into this whole, you know, cause sometimes you can, you can start to, you'll, you'll know what to do in your life. Right. And then, something will happen, throw you off a bit, and then you have to remind yourself again, okay, get back on track and do the needful. So I now get up at 3.30 in the morning in order to work out at four, right? Because I have to, I have a day job that I have to be at by seven. So I like to get about an hour and a half in, you know, come home, get myself together, water my plants, (laughs) keep going. So thank you. So People are like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you get up that early in the morning. Well, I know that that's what I have to do in order to live and be the person that I want to be in my future that I know that I'll meet, right? So therefore, I have to do it. So if I have to go to sleep early in order to make that happen, then that is the sacrifice in being who I want
1: to be. Yeah, that's it. I I 3.30, you got me beat. That's it. I have to praise where praises due. listen. I'm at no, four. I, you're I, at three thirty. So no, no, no. So. I'm central. I'm central. So that's four thirty for you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, lo- I, I, you know I like that. Me? Use a great word. Use the word sacrifice. As I understand it, sacrifice mm-hmm. is the giving up of something of a lower nature for the receipt, mm-hmm. potential receipt of something of a higher nature. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Our people, my people, possibly like. I know for a fact my people did this because I I know a bit of, about my people's history. They were hungry. They did not have much food. And what did they do? They took animals, sacrificed them, torched the corpse so they couldn't eat it, and said, take this, this thing mm-hmm. that the tribe needs to live, take this from our hands to give us blessings. Like, this is the most, we're talking about food again. Yes. If 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 our forebears could see what we do now, they they would- be totally upset but what they would do with their food they didn't waste it they would burn it render it inedible and say please lord take this burnt offering i'm jewish this is what they did take this burnt offering from us we are hungry but we want more than what Mm. this food provides i mean this is the craziest thing and when we wake up early when you and i wake up early this is sacrifice of sleep of comfort for Mm. economic stability Mm. mental health physical well-being which are far more important than a bit of sleep Audience, trade two hours of sleep for positive mental health. I'll take the mental health. Thank you.
0: Every day. And I want everyone to know that Tamala and John, we are not special. This is something that everyone can do. <laughs> everyone. And I, you know, I feel great. You know, I, I went through a time where, you know, like like we just said, everyone has gone through something. So... I went through this time where I was depressed and had all these things happening and I, was, I wasn't I was eating right. I was at Crumble Cookie and without looking at the calories and not realizing it was like 800 calories per cookie. <laughs> it was a hot mess. And now, you know, I can't even imagine, right? I'd rather have my blueberries and my strawberries instead, but I didn't, you, you have to work toward that. You have to change, like you were saying, the mindset. So if we have people out here who are ready to make that change, what do you feel as though their first step should be?
1: Take a honest account of your life. Look at your life honestly. Identify the parts of your life that you are not okay with. Identify the parts of your past that continue to crop up and bring you pain. Identify issues in the future that you are worried about. If that list is greater than zero, that's where you need to focus on. And it all comes down to a discipline problem. All of these issues you have are around discipline. If you have issues in money, you need to be more disciplined in order to get more money. If you have issues with your body, you need to be more disciplined with what you consume. If you have issues with your mind, you need to be more disciplined about the actions you take because when you're messing around with other people or yourself, you're going to drive yourself crazy. If you violate any of the 10 commandments, you're going to have serious mental issues. So take an honest accounting of your life. If there's anything that's causing you challenges, that's where you need to focus on. And that's what mindset training, that's what a program of personal development, of intentional living, the program I teach and live. This is what we focus on.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so, so very good. So I love that. That's their next step. So everyone out there, again, um, when, when you've been doing something for 20 years, you know, it may not be easy to just change it tomorrow, but baby steps, forgive yourself, you know, do the needful in order to See that person that you want to see in your future. It has to start now, no matter how small, you know, if I just gotten, if if I, you know, had five cookies, if I just went to four cookies, it's, it's, you know, it's progress. <laughs> so if you have to start small, you may not get it right tomorrow. You may not get it right today, but try it again. You fall down, get back up. Um, You know, I'll I'll tell everyone, you know, there's, there are times I go past crumble cookie and I'm like, "Mm, okay, maybe if I can find someone to split it with, (laughs) but, but I make sure I also go hard the next day in the gym, let's be clear. But, you know, personally, I try to keep it out of my body, but you know, it'll, it'll be okay if you have, if you have a slip, that's what I try to tell people when it comes to codependency. If
1: you have a slip, skip back up, it'll be okay. Yeah, progress is never linear. And the question is, what results does one, if there are actions one can take that gets a particular result, and you take those actions, you'll get the result. The cookies are a great example. The result that one wants is a fit body and a sound mind. And you take actions like eating cookies, you're going to have neither. So then you've decided that I no longer want this result. But that's where the cognitive dissonance comes in, because you're taking actions that are contrary to what you desire. Right. And Mm -hmm. then if you have the mindset that you just mentioned, which is, hey, if I have half a cookie and I continue to work out and I'm intentional about my life, well, I'll actually be okay. So there's some there's like an entire thing from A to Z. If I do this and I do this, I will be like this. Then you're actually thinking it through. And to be honest, when you get your macronutrient breakdown from me, if you are able to fit it into your macros, you can eat whatever the heck you want. Like my my people you're gonna not gonna feel good if you eat crumble. but well, if you eat crumble right. and it fits into your macros, if you've you know eight ounces of salmon and a little bit of broccoli and a crumble cookie and that's what you decide to eat for the day blessings. It's actually going to make you more of a badass because it's harder to do the workout on crumble cookie. But if right. you do it and stick to it, then so be it. And yeah, I mean, progress is never linear. I didn't start out at 4. I think I started out at 6 and it was mind-blowing. I never decided to do that. And the next month, I think I got up at 5:30 and then the next, you know, I think it was maybe it took a few months for me to get there, but it's about intent. What result do you want? If you want this result and you're not intentional at getting there, you're going to get this result and then you're going to cry saying, well, it doesn't work for me. Dumbass, you didn't do it. (laughs) I used to be so nuts. I used to wake up. Why don't I have love for my family? Dumbass, you don't love yourself. Like I had these massive resentments against my family for things that they did to me or that they weren't there for me. But I was doing things for myself. Like every time Mm -hmm. I did drugs, what was I doing? Every time I left myself, through drinking, what was I doing? I was doing the same thing that had been done to me. So actually they had done that for me to show me mm. how not to act to myself. It's, it's, but look, my, my hands awesome. are out. Yeah. My hand is out to anyone and everyone that needs help. I am here for you because I've done it and I've been there. And obviously you have as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And there's, you know, there's so much pain in the world. Um, oh, There's so much pain and we have to take like you said, you can't point fingers. You have to do your own work. Try to tell everyone you have to do your own work. And if, and what you focus on is what will grow. So if you're constantly focusing on what someone else did to you, rather than what you can do for yourself, then that's going to be a problem. You can do the, you have to do the work yourself. Nobody's going to go and we get up and work out for me. It's not going to happen. I going to come and, and do things and come in and pick my vegetables and water them every day and go and talk and sing to them because I do. <laughs> but that's that's my work. That's my work because that's my love. And that's what I'm pouring into my life, right? Nobody's going to pour into you like you. Ugh.
1: That's facts. Yeah. Where Where the attention goes, the energy flows. When I had these, because I'm somewhat obsessive, Um, When I had these obsessions about the past, uh, what other people had done, what other people hadn't done, that's all there was. It was just this obsession thing. Then when I started to train my mind, it was total obsession about how I can heal myself. That's the wildest thing is that you actually can become obsessed with self-improvement. And if folks listening like myself have a tendency to go all in on what they do, I was just going all in on negativity. Like I want the biggest bag of Coke. I want the biggest um all you can eat buffet. I want the greatest number of casual romantic partners. Okay. So all of that inverted becomes I want the greatest amount of time to work out every day, which is why your boy's up at four. I want the greatest amount of positivity in my life, which is why I coach for a living in addition to my day job. Yes. I want the ability to live comfortably. I bought this place. I never in a million years thought I'd be able to own property in Lower Manhattan. And I used to be afraid of speaking about when I did earn and I did have these economic wins. I was so ashamed of who I was and so embarrassed about my presentation. I was never be public about this. I am fully public about everything I do see, think, hear, feel, earn, because I need people to know that it is possible to change. After my breakup, I was living in a 350 square foot, one bedroom apartment walk up on the fifth floor of one of the main heroin dealing streets (laughs) in lower Manhattan. After two and a half years, Every part of my life changed, including my earnings. I got hired at this massive tech firm and they ended up buying me out. And with that, I was able to purchase this apartment. Like, guys need to understand that the power to change is within your hands and no one else's. As Tamela said, nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to lift you up. Nobody's going to hold the weights. I'm here to spot you. I'm here to offer you guidance. But until you make the change, the choice to change, the universe is going to continue to throw you these tests. You're going to continue to fail them. And you're going to say, why do I feel like a failure? You didn't even pass the test. You didn't even try.
0: Yeah, that's good. And you know, the other thing that was for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I had to get like-minded people around me.
1: You know, That's the biggest thing. <laughs> Please keep going.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cause if you, if you continue to have people around you that, are okay with the bad habits that you're trying to remove from your life, then you're going to feel like the odd man out. Right. But there are people out there who are doing what and being who you want to be. So if you place those people in your circle, that becomes normalcy, right? Being the, the, the great person is normal and not all of a sudden extraordinary. Right. So and then you just, then you you surround yourself with someone on that higher level. You know, I tell people all the time, I call it penthouse thinking, right? Everyone's on the lobby. If everybody in the lobby gets on the elevator, at floor one, some people are gonna get off. Floor two, some people are gonna get off. As you go higher, certain people are going to get off. But if you are going to the penthouse nine times out of 10, Everyone that is up there getting off with you, they are like minded, high, you know, energy people where you want to be. So, definitely, definitely surround yourself with the
1: people that are doing what you want to do. That's the biggest thing. You have the problems of people around you. So, when I was around drug users and, uh, people that are into party culture and low earners and kind of degenerates. I had those problems. Then as it began to get around other people, people on this path of alignment, medium earners and higher level people, then I had those problems, those problems of, well, I need to be sure that I'm able to do all of these things in my day, you know, structure my day correctly. Mm -hmm. Then, after I got through that, then it was began spending my time around higher earners. And I want as many large problems as possible. People, Weak people, poor people, I'll be frank about it because when I was weak and poor, I had very low-level problems. Your problem, I've I've made a reel about this a couple months ago. People talk about not letting their problems define you. You absolutely should let your problems define you because your problems do define you. If your problem is, I don't have enough money to pay my rent, well, then that problem defines you as a person. If your problem is, I don't have enough money to start my own business. Well, that problem defines you as a person economically. If your problem is I don't have enough money to purchase an apartment, then you know what I'm saying? Like these are our problems. And the problems mm-hmm. of, I want to be around as many high level people with high level problems as possible. That's the yeah. goal. So yourself with people that are where you want to be. And don't listen to anyone that does not have your best interests at heart. People are going to come at you crazy when you start to change because your change elicits something in them. If you make them vib- vibrate some type of way, that is about them not about you and why do you want to fail here's free game for everyone i love telling people mine. these are these are mindset tips free game for everyone listening the next time someone in a position that you do not want to be in tries to tell you how to live your life or give you advice ask them this question if i listen to you will i end up like you Ooh, hello
0: hello <laughs> that's good that's phenomenal oh my gosh so John, this is, this is, all this is just it's yummy. <laughs> all of this is just so yummy. But we are at 45 minutes already. I can't even believe it. So please tell the audience, because I, I don't know who wouldn't want to try to reach out to you at this point. I mean, because I'll i be, you know, finding you on Instagram at this point. Just, just know that as soon as I get off, I'm going to uh, follow you and find these reels and all this that you're doing, because I just know that you are putting out things that will definitely bless people's lives. So I thank you for that. Um, But if the audience wants to contact you, other than IG, is there a way to contact you?
1: Yeah, you can email me, john at nycfoodways.com, but 99% of my people find me on IG at NYC Foodways. But yeah, you can reach out, john at nycfoodways.com. And look, I'm here to help, man. I've been through it to hell and back and every stop in between. Every negative state, anxiety, depression, negative self-talk, negative ideation, you you know what it is. I don't don't need to say. And I'm just here as a beacon to help people out of the pit of negativity with folks like you to allow a platform for like-minded speech. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You are more than welcome. And I just want to say that I am grateful that you are being the vessel that was strong enough to endure everything that you went through so that you can pay it forward to those that are in the place that you are so thank you so
1: much my pleasure
0: all right audience you guys know that you can choose any podcast but you chose this one and i thank you i am definitely honored um and if you guys need anything contact john he's an online coach he's doing wonderful things you know Find out about his food rescue. If it's if you're in Boston, or New York, or Chicago, all of the cities that he's talking about. Um, if you want to start one through him in your city, contact him. Um, but yes, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for joining. And as I always say, you matter and your story matters. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey, good people. Have you discovered that you have codependent characteristics and you're not really sure what to do with that? Well, I suggest that you go out and grab my workbook. It's called The Codependent Me Workbook. You matter and your story matters. And it really walks you through healing from codependency. Talk about your goals, boundaries, detachments, bunch of journal entries, all the things that you need to get started. You can pick it up today at Amazon. Thanks so much. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.